0: listening to Food Trucks in Babylon, a Western Seminary podcast. Join Dr. Todd Miles and Dr. Andrew Pack as they talk about theology, culture, and ministry in a post-Christian
1: context.
2: Hey, this is Todd Miles. I'm here with Andrew Pack and we have a special guest, Taylor Turkington. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here.
2: Yeah. And so we thought it would be fun to talk about Habakkuk with you. And For those of you who might not understand why we would invite Taylor in to speak about Habakkuk, that will become clear in a moment. But uh, first, tell us about yourself.
1: Oh, my name is Taylor Torkington, and I am a graduate here of Western. I have known Todd for a long time. I met him in my first hermeneutics class, I think... In 2007. So I have gained greatly from Western and am an alumni. I have my master's from here and my DMIN from here. And I live here in Portland with my family, my daughter, and my husband. I live on the west side of Portland and get to lead a ministry called Bible Equipping, where we help women study and teach the Bible.
2: Excellent. I should have called you Dr. Turkington, but everybody in this room is a doctor. So it doesn't. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. All right. Um, and now, you you wrote a book called. Um, trembling Faith, and, and it's, it's, it's a study of, of the book of Habakkuk, but it's not really a commentary on Habakkuk. What's, uh, what is the goal of, uh, of this book?
1: Yeah, I think the goal is really for all of us to be able to think through, follow the journey of Habakkuk through his book and to be able to read it as we have the book of Habakkuk in our Bibles open at the same time. So it's meant to be maybe a companion as we okay. read the Bible and the text is, is in the book as well, but for us to be able to think through the brokenness of this world, the chaos that we see the lament that it causes and know how do we pray? How do we face this world? What is the biblical model for us? And what is the hope that God offers his people in the midst of that? Because we live in a time when we are seeing news and chaos and brokenness on a daily basis. and We need to know how to not stick our heads in the sand, but to actually go to God with what we're seeing.
2: And you find in Habakkuk that there's something relevant for today. I I, I suspect that most Christians Uh, can't like turn immediately to Habakkuk. They they kind of fumble through the the minor prophets until they get there. Uh, Why the interest in, in Habakkuk?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Honestly, God has been kind to comfort me in the book of Habakkuk many times. When I was in high school, I somehow ended in the book book of Habakkuk. I was reading through the Bible. I ended up there. And I remember being angry at injustice I was learning about. You know, as a high school, you're reading about racism and you're understanding the way that we have treated some people poorly and other people well throughout history and continues today. And I was wrestling with God, what's going on? I was facing decapacitating health illnesses in my own home with my family and God, this is broken and seeing a model of someone who had faith in God, a prophet who spoke to God with all of his emotion and all the things he saw and God welcomed him. I skipped the second chapter because I didn't understand it in high school and then came back and read the third for comfort again. And if I drew you a timeline of my life, there would be multiple mm-hmm. places where I went down and things got hard and I ended up in the book of Habakkuk.
2: Really? So, so Habakkuk has been your go-to
1: it for has a
2: long time
1: in hospital rooms, on the beach when I was praying and angry, I would end mm-hmm. up in the book of Habakkuk multiple times. and I then ended up writing my demon dissertation on Habakkuk because yes. I wanted to know more. I wanted to think, how do I think about this well and use this this book well? And I think that sometimes we have holes in our understanding of how to engage with God because there's books we don't study well.
2: Ah. So, so there is something in the mind of God to where Habakkuk is, uh, particularly important. Uh, and, and we, it's, we, we're depriving ourselves if we, if we ignore it. Okay, good. Um, so you've, you've had this long interest in, in Habakkuk. It's, it's been personally very, very helpful for you. Why do you think pastors should preach Habakkuk? Let's, let's go with like, like. Pastors who who want to preach through a book, you would direct them to Habakkuk
1: Y. Yes. Okay. I'm going to give you three reasons. Okay. i go with each of the three sections of Habakkuk. L-
2: like the three chapters? Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: it, yeah. I would say chapter one, one through two, five. I would break it at two, five. Okay. And then two, six through 20. And then chapter three as the Psalm. That's the final chapter of Habakkuk. Okay. But I think that as we look at that first dialogue with God in Habakkuk one, that that he is bringing lament as he really cries out about the injustice he sees in Judah and that, Pastors think about shepherding the people that are walking into their church every Sunday. There are people there who are not excited to be there. They're not thinking, oh, I'm so glad that I get to praise God today. They are broken and hurting. And sometimes we forget to be preaching and ministering to them, as well as the people who maybe are in sin and need correction, or the people who are encouraged, who we just want to help them praise. But are we giving space and shepherding and teaching the people who need to be able to know how to talk about the brokenness and the chaos of the world? so this does that as we see this interaction between Habakkuk and God and even God's response and mm-hmm. him bringing discipline on his people that had been foretold long ago in Moses, he's bringing the Babylonians, they're going to go into exile. And then even in 2.4, the central core piece of Habakkuk, we see this vision of faith, of the righteous will live by his faith. And this is the hope that we need to address for our people who are listening. I'd say this. So the first thing is lament. We need to preach lament. Lament. The second one would be... And I
2: want to come back to lament, but but, but let's go to number two.
1: Number two. So the second section here, um, the woe song of Habakkuk, Habakkuk 2, 6 through 20. Sometimes we skim through woe songs. We're like, oh, that's nice. Don't do evil. And then we move on. Mm -hmm. But like, I think that there's actually good substance for us to be paying attention to this woe song of the way that God is a God who's going to ultimately judge. He's going to hold Mm -hmm. people accountable. And we... God's people for millennia have been comforted by the fact that God will ultimately bring justice, mm. and we need our people to know that. And we also need them to know that God calls for justice because the swo song is against the Babylonians who are coming in to take advantage of and misuse their power in in the people of Judah as they conquer, but it's also against the wealthy of Judah who were under King Jehoiakim and are using their power to mistreat, enslave and gain from the vulnerable. And so there's also a calling and a warning to God's own people to live just lives that ends in this place of worship at the very end in verse 20. So I think that, Sometimes we don't know how to talk about just living or injustice in the church and part of it is cuz I think we avoid the minor prophets.
2: Uh-huh. We need okay.
1: to be able to preach and have conversations about these things. And then the the psalm in chapter 3 I think is really Habakkuk's psalm for the people. He doesn't write them a sermon after he's processed all this he writes them a song. And it is I think a song for people who don't get what they pray for, right? Like they've prayed that God would end the injustice and he's not going to do that right now. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Mm -hmm. And so this is a song for the people who God doesn't give them what they've asked for right now, who are waiting. And my goodness, there are a lot of people in our pews who need that. They need to know, what do Mm. I do as I wait in the midst of things getting harder before it gets better. And it's a vision of the power of God and his Mm. trustworthiness, even as we tremble, even as, we face fear and heartbreak and still that he, he is better than all the gifts that may slip through our fingers, which is really how the psalm ends. Mm.
2: Excellent. Excellent. Um, let's, let's go back to, to that, that first, uh, the, the first reason that you gave and, and you said that, that it, it's really a lament. I, I have a couple questions on this. Uh, first, maybe what, what is lament? Mm. What, what exactly is lament?
1: Well, you were the first one to ever define it for me. So, what, what is lament,
2: Doctor Mon? Are you going to throw that back at me? I am. Oh man, uh, I don't even know what I told you way back then. <laughs> but, but I would say that 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 lament is is grief intermingled with hope.
1: Mm, that's um, good. I I is think that it's great. does that work? Yeah, okay. yeah. I think I have said it is describing the saying that God is just and good and what we see around us is not and okay. describing the discrepancy between those two things and so it is describing suffering with turning to God in the mm-hmm. midst of it
2: okay um, so so let's 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 geek out just a little bit here um, on on this idea of of, of lament and and it, it raises a question uh, with regard to, to inspiration and 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 how and this way, how are our words to God? Or in this case, obviously not us, but Habakkuk. So, so Habakkuk is is complaining, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's it's 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 the kind of complaint that is all through the Bible. Um, how long, O oh Lord? Why don't you see that sort yeah. of thing? How are those very human words, words mm-hmm. of desperation? How is that simultaneously God's word to us?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the scriptures are this partnership, right? That's what we believe in inspiration. It is mm-hmm. God working through his people and that these are honest expressions of God's people. And I think in and not all times people are speaking in the scriptures, is it a good model, right? For how that we should speak sure. to God yes, um, or how we should engage with God or even engage with other people. We see negative examples as well. But I think here in the way that God is engaging with him and the way the prophet is putting together what he's written. I think he is showing us an example of how to interact with God and that God has inspired him to write that. Okay. Uh, Yeah.
0: Andrew, do you want to chime in on this? Yeah. I mean, it makes me think so much about um, how just sort of like an oft intended helpful adage you might hear someone give in the announcements at church. Hey, just leave all your stuff outside and just come and be encouraged, and and when we look at this and we do this work here, it, it seems that God's actually saying, "No, you don't actually need to leave that outside. Like mm-hmm. you can actually right. bring bring your lament in yeah. in here." Um, you know how would you how would you think about this informing the corporate gathered assembly um, mm-hmm. in sort of a? I mean, we're feeling the tension, right? In, in that right. sort of not to be overly critical but like a happy clappy everything's okay mm-hmm. even though it feels like the whole world is falling apart or someone walks in from their hospital room you know their kid's hospital room and they come to be with the church and it's just happy clappy and like there's there's a disconnect between what i think you're talking about here and that attitude that's that it's always just smiles
1: yeah and i think that that's it does inform that we don't have to leave it outside like that God welcomes us in the midst of whatever's going on. And that there's no hint here that God is disappointed Mm -hmm. or, or rejecting Habakkuk in his, but when we see that true in other, there's other people who've lamented Mm -hmm. and we see that throughout the scriptures, this consistent ability to lament and God not wanting us to pretend or to put on some sort of face or this isn't stoicism. This is actually like Mm -hmm. us being full, fully human living in a broken world and recognizing our theology tells us that this is broken, that we, Mm -hmm. that God and his, Goodness create a good and right creation, and we don 't live there right now mm-hmm. and so it's it's faith to be just expressing it
2: okay, so it, you mentioned earlier that 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 not every human expression that mm-hmm. we find in the scriptures is is like the right thing to do it it's It could be like a record of uh, of sinfulness right um, but the fact that God doesn't rebuke that it, it, that would be like a hermeneutical clue for us mm-hmm. this is appropriate speech right. th- th- this is actually the way that God wants to wants us to talk to him mm-hmm. yeah. good good um y- your second point had to do with judgment though mm-hmm. and and judgment doesn't play well in our culture <laughs>
1: I've heard that at
2: all yeah and and i've 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 often said in in the various classes that I teach that we need to remember that judgment didn't create problems for the biblical writers; it solved them. Mm-hmm. They, they they were hoping for judgment. Mm-hmm. The, the judgment had to come, or something right. was was more wrong than than what they were going through in the moment. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you think in our in our churches and in the lives of Christians we we don't? yearn for judgment like we see the biblical authors doing.
1: I think when I have talked to believers who live in other parts of the globe and have experienced more oppression and more suffering than we have and have less access to hope for justice, okay, I don't hear that from them. Okay. And so I think some of it could be our culture where many of us are isolated hmm. from real danger with no hope of, ju- hmm. of judgment and justice.
2: We're like and, the greatest evil in the world. Is my latte was just a little too cool. Right. This morning. Okay. Yeah.
1: And like, if something bad goes, oh, well, I'm going to call an authority and they're going to help me. And, but that's not true globally. And people who have experienced these things that, that, deeply change their lives and they have no hope for anything changed. Like they look to God as the ultimate judge.
0: That's, that's a really fascinating point. And what would you say evangelistically from Habakkuk? Uh, Cause there's these two ther- themes, right? There's judgment, but there's also justice. Mm-hmm. And I think we live in a moment where maybe the church is kind of shying away from, but the world says they want justice. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I don't want to impose upon you, but I'm, I'm suspecting that you may have a way that the Bible may inform some of our cultural moments a little bit, but also this judgment. I think yeah. we actually have a world where people want people to be held accountable. Right? How do you think this mm-hmm. would speak even to non-Christians about the biblical faith?
1: Yeah, Well, and I think that when you read through the Habakkuk to this woe song, like it's rated R, right? Like it's not something that we would sing in our church and it discusses things that people do or even like implies this idea of things that people are doing that that is disgusting Mm. to us and Mm. shocking to us. And I think that even as someone who is yet to believe, who's not a follower of Christ, we would describe those kinds of actions to them. And they would say, who's (laughs) going to hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. And this song is God raising his hand and saying, I will, like I'm giving Mm -hmm. you, it's designed to be a song of comfort. I think it's designed that the, the godly, the faithful in Judah would be able to know this song and in its rhythm and the repetition Mm -hmm. of this is what I can sing as things are going to get worse before they get better. Mm -hmm. That this is the God who's going to judge and therefore, I can continue to trust him even when things are hard
2: there's something very strange about our world right now because we we, we traffic in outrage um, mm. and and yet there's there's something that there, there's certainly outrage in the echoing through the the, the biblical narrative but it's it's different um, how how can Habakkuk uh, correct how can it give voice nuance what What would be the right uh, way to to describe what what Habakkuk is doing?
1: Yeah, I think some people have said it well when they said that Habakkuk is the example of that taking that outrage, that anger to God instead Mm -hmm. of just speaking about him. And so we speak about all of this brokenness and we speak about how God is not doing something or how he should be doing something. And that's just spoken into the void or in our day in social media or, mm-hmm. but, but this is him taking it to God in an, in a trusted relationship. It's all of the anger, which I think is legitimate sometimes and sadness and desperation and bringing it to God. Just like my, very upset sometimes five-year-old brings all of her emotions to me when she tells me that something that just happened is not fair because she's in a trusted relationship. She believes I'm going to love her five minutes from now. And that is, I think what Habakkuk is doing. He's bringing okay. it all to God.
2: Good. That's excellent. Uh, so the, the third, uh, reason that you gave for, for why Habakkuk is, is so valuable. It has to do with like this, this vision of God. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is there something, <laughs> I don't want to say formulaic, but is there something in the back like, okay, well, it's okay to gripe, but make sure you end on a high note. <laughs> um, th- that's, that's not what he's no, doing here. No. Okay. So what is he doing?
1: Well, I—I I mean, I think when we see many of the laments in the Psalms, we see a progression through through the Psalm as well, right? We see this moving towards a place of trust, and and I think that that's happening here in Habakkuk. But I also think that there is a place when people may be living in Habakkuk one in grief. And we don't need to be like, Oh, you should get to Habakkuk three and be making expressions of trust. Like there, there isn't this like, Oh, by Wednesday, you need to be moving over there. Like I I don't, Mm -hmm. I think when we, people are grieving, we support them in their grief and let people bring that to the Lord. But I think that Habakkuk The psalm here is giving this vision of the character of God that changes the perspective. I think it also reminds them of God's willingness to save, that that this is what God does. Like This is Mm -hmm. what the powerful vision is about, that he is a God who saves his people. And so all of this power, all of the, the danger and the chaos that we see is tempered by the fact that, look at this. Insanely fantastical language, right? This uh, theophany language mm-hmm. of the power of God that ultimately is going to save His people. So we—it's a hope that points us towards an eschatological hope, right? That this is how we endure. Did I answer your question at all?
2: Yeah, I think okay. so. I, I think so. Uh, Andrew, anything more that you, you want to ask on on just the, the 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 high note, the theological high note that.
0: Yeah, I mean, Go could you speak a clear. little bit more to, um, I, and I'm hearing it in there, the, so that, that it's not, hey, by Wednesday, you need to be here. Right, right? yeah. But hermeneutically, this, this psalm is connected to these other two chapters.
1: Right, absolutely.
0: And so in your mind, how do these other two chapters kind of get us there? yeah Does that makes that's
1: great, yes, I do think that in this discussion that we see the dialogue in one one through two five with God, and then the woe song that comes is expressing. This the lament and the understanding of God's judgment and that gives us the ability to move into trust here and to sing this song. And I appreciate that when we think even about the hermeneutics of thinking about the psalm, like it, it seems like it's a song to be sung together. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just this, okay, here, here's a psalm for us to meditate on the end, but here's maybe a response for the people. Like it's putting words in our mouth for how we can respond. And that was, that's comforting to me because sometimes when I have been, Lamenting and angry, seeing injustice. There's been seasons when I have been so mad and ranting to my husband during the week about things that choices that leaders made that I thought were just wrong and a misuse of power. And then Sunday morning, being, able, being called to sing with my church family the truths about who God is, as a God who saves, changes me. And I think it, that's similar to what we see here this, this pushing into, okay, now here's a way for us to be able to respond.
2: How does a person get to Christ? So let's say you're you're preaching through Habakkuk, yeah, and and you break it up, and and maybe you break it up the way that you did Mm -hmm. with you know two two or three chapters in your book on each chapter in there, and and so so maybe a pastor is is decides, hey, I'm going to preach through Habakkuk. Um, How does how how does it become a Christian? sermon.
1: Yes, it that I think that Habakkuk points us to Christ in multiple ways and I love okay. talking about it. So in the first section We are going to end in Habakkuk 2, 4, the core of the book at the righteous live by faith. And that's quoted three times in the New Testament. And so even Mm -hmm. pulling those threads that I think Habakkuk here, we see threads through the scripture so far about the way to this right relationship with God is through faith. That's not a new theme here, right? We remember that through previously in Genesis with Abraham and others. And now we're here in Habakkuk. And then we see in Romans 1, Paul picked that up, and here's his summary of the gospel, and he quotes Habakkuk, that the righteous will live by faith. We see that again in Galatians 3. We see the writer of Hebrews do it just before the hall of faith of chapter 11, the very end of chapter 10. But all of these writers are pulling on this idea of it's always been by faith mm-hmm. that we are going to have this right relationship with God. So we can pull that same thread. Um, Habakkuk 1.5 is quoted in Acts ooh, was it 13. Um, uh, a sermon where we see this idea of back then that the, the the people of Judah had to respond to believe what God is going to do. So in the same way, now these people have to believe what God is about to do, that it's going to be judgment as well as... Um, yeah it it is thirteen verse forty one here book and be astounded i'm going to work in your days a work that you would not believe, even if someone told you, so they they now have to respond like okay there's you either be judged if you do not believe what God is doing, which is now through Christ, so I think that that's one way through these new testament references there's a clear which
2: there are apparently more than most people would think
1: right okay. yeah, there are. And I think that there are these themes of justice and injustice that we mm. can walk through a biblical theological theme that starting from creation and moving all the way through like, what is, how does Christ address this problem of injustice? Mm. How does his atonement mm-hmm. bring us to a place of understanding that justice has been paid for? Yeah. yeah.
2: I've, I've come to uh, think that when it comes to the uh, imprecatory Psalms, for example, and, 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 the, and the question uh, are, are we supposed to pray imprecations? Mm. And, and and I think the the most profound way that that we engage in in that act of of, of an imprecatory prayer is is by praying, "Come, Lord Jesus," mm-hmm. mm, um, yeah. because when when He returns, uh, judgment's going to happen. Finally, mm-hmm. finally, right. judgment's going to happen.
1: Yeah and I think that's the same concept of how we think about this woe song that we pray the understanding and trusting that judgment is going to come but we also we pray for deserved judgment and undeserved salvation right mm-hmm. we we pray both ways mm-hmm. and when when you so when we pray come Lord Jesus we're saying that both like bring undeserved salvation as you also yeah. bring deserved judgment
2: Yeah I guess we we have to like uh um, come quickly Lord Jesus simultaneously with uh, have mercy yes. <laughs> have have, have yeah. mercy Lord Jesus mm-hmm. Good well, Taylor, thank you uh, for for guiding us through Habakkuk, uh, and I'm, I'm grateful for all that you do at, at Western Seminary. You're you're a board member. Uh, I am a board you're member. You're on the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Why did you say yes to do to doing that?
1: No, I believe that institutions matter, okay. and that things will continue to train and serve the global church. Um, longer than I'm alive, God willing. And Western is about to turn 100 years old here in a couple of years. And yeah, what are we,
2: like 95 right yeah. now? Yeah, 95. 95. Yeah. And
1: just thinking about that kind of thing, like how do we serve the bigger work of what God is doing and raising up more men and women to be leading in the church and serving others, training, shepherding, counseling others. So if that was a way to serve the long haul of the big C church, then I wanted to do it.
2: Excellent. Well, Taylor's book is Trembling Faith, How a Distressed Prophet Helps Us Trust God in a Chaotic World. You can get it wherever you buy books, and uh, we'll probably give a copy away. Awesome. Great. All right. Thanks so much, Taylor. Thanks.
0: You've been listening to Food Trucks in Babylon, a Western Seminary podcast. Music is provided by Cortland Urbano. If you want more information on Western Seminary, please go to westernseminary.edu.